Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which Police Radio sent you. Make sure to check out the new Dark Roots single, Murder in Brazil, by Winnipeg's own Black-Eyed Susie. The song is based on a true family story from the turn of the century and is available at blackeyedsusie.com. I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who supported the show over the last little while. Whether that's through buying some merch, and we have some great new stuff from Divine Shirt Company, including hoodies and toques, or by supporting the show on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash witchpolice, you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, which actually comes out to about 13 cents an episode. So obviously the show is always going to be free, but if you feel like supporting, that's a great way to do it. And basically to put a tip in the guitar case, if you like what you hear. So thank you to everyone who supported the show, including our latest patron, Rob Nags. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Welcome to Rich Police Radio! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a... Uh... Kind of an interesting episode because, you know, I, I've been doing this for as long as I have been, and, and most of the time I'm talking to a band that I'm at least familiar with their work. In a lot of cases, it's a band that I've listened to for, for years, or someone who, you know, has a new record that's come out and I'm really excited about it. But this is a, a new a new band that I've heard one song of, and I, I like the song I've heard, but I, I'm kind of interested uh, in trying this. It's a bit of an experiment because usually I have a lot of background <laughs> information and research and all this stuff. Uh, but this one I'm kind of going into blind. So uh, I'm excited to have you both on the show. And I think that the best way to sort of kick this off is if you want to introduce yourselves and then just give a bit of background about the project. Yeah, um, my name is Benno. Uh, I sing in the band, play guitar, and write songs as well. Uh, take it away, Nick. <laughs> my name's Nick. I play drums and I play in the band Show Pony. And, and who are you missing? How many members are there actually in the band? We have two more, Brett and Thomas. Cool. Cool. Okay, so like I said, Show Pony is, is, is new to me and I think new to pretty much everyone at this point. So yeah. what is the backstory here? Like, how, how did this band start? And, and I have an idea of what you sound like based on, you know, the small sample I've heard. But what kind of music are you playing? Yeah, we started, like, back when we could, back before Code Red. Um, actually, before Code Orange, even. And uh, Nick and I have been wanting to play music together for quite some time, um, but haven't. And... I don't know. We started jamming a bit with Thomas and, and Brett, and we didn't really know what kind of genre we were going for. Um, we wrote like a punk song. We wrote more of a kind of like a Wilco-y rock song. Okay. And one day I was working at The Daughter, and I came home, and uh, I was about to have a bath, and suddenly this like melody came in my mind, and it was a country melody, and I was like, oh, like this genre really suits my voice, actually, probably better than rock music, and I know Nick... Had, like really digs country music aesthetic okay. and I was like I feel like at the very like, least yeah at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know I and he's a credible musician and I was like I think this is gonna work so I text Nick and I was like like we're gonna write a country album yeah <laughs> and I sent at the time I didn't have an acoustic guitar so I just sent him 
acapella me singing the chorus to the song. Okay. And he was like, yep, yeah, like, let's do this. <laughs> like, we're in. And he brought Thomas along. And Thomas, it, like, plays country music covers a lot. With, like, he's a hired gun. Oh, cool. Okay. So it was, like, the perfect addition. And, yeah. What, um... What kind of country music are we talking about here? Because country is like almost a loaded term, right? There, there's a lot of there's a lot of phenomenal country music for sure. But when depending who you're talking to, the word country can mean a lot of different things. So, I guess how are you coming to country music? Which way are you approaching it? What would be some of the kind of influences that people would recognize? I think well, I, I when I first started listening to country music, I was in like middle school. Okay, and I was more like listening to like Martina McBride and like Reba McIntyre and stuff that like was nice, but, like, I didn't really necessarily relate to that much. And then in 2016, Margot Price released a record called, uh, 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 oh, shoot, Midwestern <laughs> Farmer's, Midwestern Farmer's Daughter. Okay. And uh, she sings, like, she sounds so much like Loretta Lynn, like Dolly Parton, like, very, like, that type of class of country. Um, but her lyrics were obviously far more contemporary. And, uh, like, her song, uh, uh, Hands of Time, moved me to tears. Like, she's just so incredible. And I think that's kind of more my influence. But yeah, I, I, I through her, I've discovered Loretta Lynn and like Tammy Wynette. And so I love that kind of stuff. But I think it'd be a mistake to, to like just classify us as like strictly country. Okay. Because we all come from different backgrounds. You know, like Nick has a prog rock background. <laughs> Brett has, like, has like, a, like a grunge background. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so far we have one song that we recorded. So it's like. Who's to say that we won't explore other things? Who but, knows? Yeah, totally, our core, totally. I think our I think our core will be country. Okay, well, in country also, I mean, we're in a city where country is huge. Like, there's there's mm-hmm. such a a, a huge massive root scene. Any anything that's kind of related in that bubble, right? Like roots, country, folk, bluegrass, and I mean, as you said, you could end up going in all kinds of different directions, but it's, it's not a bad place to start a country band. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's an sure, infrastructure for here sure. for sure for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So what um. With this one song you have recorded, like how how did that come about? Because, like you said, it was sort of at the beginning of all of this chaos with the the pandemic. So, how did you mm-hmm. get sort of something down before everything went to shit? Yeah, um, I mean, well, I think like the we basically like when we started playing together. Um, at least right now, this isn't as much of a like you know I've been in bands before that are like jam bands. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where you are like that's that's all you, you just sit and. and th- thrash it out which is totally cool but um i think with it at least so far with this project we've kind of looked at it more like a a songwriting standpoint you know what i mean just like trying to trying to craft a song as opposed to you know whatever so we basically like so far what we've done is we'll we'll try to hammer out the sort of meat and potatoes of the song and then just start recording and see what happens and and, and experiment and whatever so like with this one i think yeah i think like Mino had was it like I don't know was it just a chorus or was it a verse and a chorus? Yeah, it was. Well, first it was just the chorus, but like it all came really quickly, um, and mm. even the lyrics all came quite quick, quickly. And I think within like two days, I had like the whole thing. Oh well, yeah. And then I, I that I think within two days of writing that song, I bought an acoustic. I was like, I need to get an acoustic <laughs> guitar. I, I traded it in for my my first ever old guitar, and yeah. What's well, a that's a big move i guess right to trade the uh trade the old one to, and, and get the it's, acoustic it's, it's kind of it's symbolic right? isn't it commitment yeah, to the exactly. project right yeah 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 <laughs> well i hadn't really been playing it when i bought that guitar um it was my yeah i i was really into playing blues music because i i uh 
for some reason joined jazz band in, okay. in, 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 in my in my school without having any experience playing guitar at all i knew like g a d and i was like i'm like right i'm totally good what <laughs> else do you what else do you need, you, need. you know <laughs> really and then i saw the sheet music and i was like oh like what, like what's g7 like what are these yeah, yeah. What, you know i was totally out of my league but my teacher was so patient like taught me a blues scale whatever so my first guitar was a like hollow body epiphone cool which i didn't really touch anymore <laughs> well yeah it's uh, i guess i guess it's like um you said earlier you know that, that you found that your voice suits country as a genre what do you think it is because i, I think that most people know you from silence kit and they know you as being you know very loud i guess would be a good way to put it yeah. i mean and a lot more aggressive than country typically is so what do you think it is about about your voice that that fits well with um i guess a stereotypically more mellow style of music well, I didn't have much technique to be that loud, so it's, it, I don't know how sustainable I, what, what I was doing was. Right, right. But I think also I, uh, you know, I'm far more familiar with rock music, so I think, you know, being I started that band when I was like 20, I, I was trying to emulate other voices. Okay. And I, I didn't really have no, I wouldn't say I didn't have my own because I, I eventually kind of got to it, but uh, uh, I, I kind of got trapped in trying to sound like Karen O, which I don't, I don't sound like Karen O, you right, know, and. Right. With country music, I again I have people that I'm influenced by, but I wasn't so inthr- like so into it that I didn't I wasn't really comparing myself to anyone. Is I guess my point. Well, I wonder if maybe it helps uh, all of you as a band to be sort of approaching this genre as something that you're not you haven't you know done. Maybe well, you said the one guy has the covers, but just in general, right? Like I mean, it's, it's not it's not your mm-hmm. comfort zone, and you're probably bringing influences to it that most country bands aren't, which is potentially going to help you out in terms of coming up with something unique. Totally. That's all. I think that's what makes it music interesting, you yeah, know, and like, because yeah. it's very, and like, you know, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, it's if if you're approaching it from a very like altruistic country standpoint, like that's totally cool too. And I've I've definitely done that with other styles of music where it's yeah, that's been my thing and it's been pure. But yeah, like I don't know. I think that's always what makes things interesting is like if you can bring a different angle. And I think that definitely we are are going to bring a different angle because it's it's kind of so out of our comfort zones a little bit you know so who knows is there any concern about not doing country justice like you know as kind of outsiders to the genre or do you even care about that i haven't thought about it (laughs) (laughs) because breaking the rules can be good right i mean it's that's how you create new things is by breaking the established rules anyway so i mean i can't see it being yeah totally ultimately Mm -hmm. ultimately just feels right like when again when i wrote this single i just like felt right and it was like there was some kind of intuition and i was it just i don't know i don't feel like i need to explain it to any no to that's any no it's cool yeah you know? yeah <laughs> do you think it gives you i mean i know again this is new but do you think it'll give you the opportunity to maybe write about uh, lyrics wise uh subject matter that maybe you haven't touched on with previous projects totally i mean it, it's, it's so it's so different um in previous bands like old rock music mm-hmm. i i couldn't care less what the lyrics were i mean it, it didn't <laughs> I, you know I, I, you know, some people would ask like, "Oh, what's the song about?" And it's like, "Who cares?" Right. Like that—that that was really my, my sentiment. Uh, country genre. I don't know if you can get away with that, and I don't think you so. probably and you probably wouldn't make good music doing that. Um, so yeah, and that's kind of why I, I approached this genre is because I was like, "Oh, I actually, I have some things to say now." You know, I've been through some shit. I actually kind of feel like I have some thoughts. You know, right? And uh, right. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes me. That- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna. I was gonna say, like, I always, I always felt like that's the role that country music uh, served for society, especially for like, because it's you know, it's typically more of like a, a blue collar style of music, and like, 
I've I could be totally off the mark, but I've always felt that it's like for a lot of like more, you know, straight people, it's like a way for them to be able to express their emotions in a way that you couldn't normally do. You know what I mean? Like, right. especially for, like for a lot of like, you know, these country male country artists that, you know, like back in the day that are like singing about their emotions and stuff where it might in their own personal lives wouldn't might not be able to talk about it as much or wouldn't be feel comfortable like you know with their group of friends yeah so I just, i've always felt like it's uh it's it's important for being able to express emotion you know well and it's super heavy heavily emotionally driven too i mean it's, it's very yeah uh, obviously not every single country artist like is like this but the the storytelling aspect of it is huge and yeah just like uh because it's so it's not limited but it's so, so stripped down right so mm-hmm. you kind of have to put the emotions at the forefront yeah, of course. And kind of where, how we're living now, you know, in quarantine, you know, we can't socialize. Um, you're spending a lot of time observing. Sure. And, and I, I feel like kind of, I, I, you know, you're able to kind of reflect more on, you know, whether it's, you know, yourself or your relationships or, you know, um, whatever you're seeing or experiencing or what, what you're not seeing or not experiencing. Yeah. You know. Well, one of the things I've noticed too, and this is kind of funny because I don't think that you guys fit in this category at all, but a lot of old punks retire and become country artists. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are old, but there's this tons of, it happens all the time. You'll have to find some guy who's, you know, like well past his prime from his hardcore band or whatever, and then he's sitting there with an acoustic guitar. And I think part of it is what we were just talking about, that it gives you the opportunity to be more vulnerable. And in maybe the style of music they were playing before, that wasn't an option because it was very aggressive and in your face. And then, you know, when they're done yelling at people, they have they have something they want to say. But, yeah, totally. Uh, but I don't think you guys apply because again, you're not you're not like in your you know late fifties or whatever. But uh. <laughs> yeah, not yet. But I do think that it's like you know that when when people do that though, it, it, like it kind of makes sense. And like you know, I'm like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of punk music and like, but you know, like a lot of it is driven by youthful anger. Sure. And it's like you know, especially when as you grow older, it's like you can either like hold on to that. Or, or, and, but it's like, you're, you're, you're going to change naturally. Like, you know, as you, as you go on in life. So although I'd love to see all my, my heroes, like in their sixties or seventies, like playing all these old songs, it makes sense for a lot of them to kind of mellow out a bit and have a different point of view. You know, it's like, it can't all be anarchy all the time, or maybe it can, I don't know. (laughs) But it it can be, but just in in a, in a different format. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, the kind of typical typical path anyway, right? Is you're, you're done screaming, you want to turn it down a little bit. But then, I don't know if that's that works for everyone. Like, I'm almost 40 now, and I listen to way more grindcore than I ever did I... in my 20s <laughs> now. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But, yeah. yeah. So That's fair. Assuming, you know, the pandemic, no one knows what's happening. Assuming it ended next week, what is the first thing you guys would do as a band? Write more songs. Just, yeah, jam yeah. a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I... oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I think we're, like, are the my plan is, anyways. I don't know about these guys, but my plan is that by the time, because obviously, like, shows are, it's probably gonna take a while for I think so. things to go back to where shows are gonna, you know, how they were. But like, is you know, it's an interesting time because it actually gives people time to develop a little bit. You know what I mean? And like. So in this case, I think that like hopefully once if say if we don't aren't code red until things open up and we can't see each other. But if, if things kind of gradually roll out, it would be nice for us to get to the point that where we do when we do start playing shows, it's just like we just 
we're there automatically. Yeah. Like there's not going to be, hopefully there's not going to be as much of a growth period because we'll have spent a lot more time thrashing it out in the basement, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you found this, um, not necessarily with this project, but just in general as musicians, have you found this uh, period to be a creative one? Because a lot of people are, it's kind of the either one, right? People are either really creative and whatever they're doing, whether it's visual art or writing or music or, or anything, they're, they're just pouring out tons of content or they're just completely blocked. How, how, have, how have the two of you found this? I've been writing a ton of songs. Like, I, I, I find inspiration all the time. Um, 
I, you know, there was a time where I was creating a lot of visual art, like, like all day, all I was doing was that, but I find I can't do both. Like either okay. I'm really creative musically or I'm really creative visually, but like, ne- like so far the two have not really coincided. Why do you yeah, think that is? That was my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I don't know. Well, maybe it also has to do with, I feel like the last few things I've made visually have been like garbage. So maybe I'm just like, <laughs> um, but also when it, like for visual art, like I've, I've always been with different mediums. So like, you know, for one week I'll love like pastels and watercolors. That's yeah. all I want to do. And then like, I get really sick of that. And then I'll find like oils, which I actually find like challenging. And I'm like, okay, so that'll be really interesting. And I'll get sick of it. And I guess like music is similar, like in a way. Um, but I, I, I found freedom in writing, uh, music on acoustic because before i was really just like a lyricist um and melody writer okay and i i, I was kind of i always had a, something in my mind that said like you can't you can't play instruments like you're not good at that you're like that's not your strong that's not your skill set and through country music like just you know playing with two bars a few simple chords like you can write like, beautiful songs sure you, you know yeah. so um so yeah, I've recently been writing a lot of music, but also challenging myself to learn finger picking as well, which oh, I'm cool, cool. really enjoying. Well, you have time. <laughs> I mean, everyone has time. time, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's just endless tutorials online, right? So I believe it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Have you been creative during this? Uh... uh, like, no, I don't know. I'm more. I thrive on collaboration. Okay. You know what I mean? And like, I, I, you know, I, I kind of fooled around a little bit with like guitar and stuff because it's my first instrument it's obviously like drums and right. stuff like that. Um, but I've been like fooling around a little bit with guitar and, and a couple other things. And I wrote some songs, but like, I, I, I fire off a lot more when I'm with other people. I like that energy. And like, and, and actually that's like one of the things that like, even that's one of the things I liked about when shows are happening. And it's just like that energy. Like, yeah. you know, I was, I was probably like, I, w- I was at a show probably like every week. You know what I mean? Like that was like, that was like everything just going out and seeing stuff. And, you know, and it's like, that's what kind of, that's what drove me. So it's a little bit different. And it also, you know, it's definitely changed the things that I want to play right now. Because like, you know, when I was, when I was doing shows, all the stuff, like I, we, I did a lot of heavier things yeah. and like, and, and that was totally fun, but it's like that energy isn't in my life right now. You know what I mean? Like that. So I don't know. It, it feels to me, it feels a little bit disingenuine to, to just keep thrashing like in my basement. Cause I'm just, I don't have that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been a little different, but I'm just, I'll be excited once we can get back together and start performing, you know, is it, does it require a different part of your brain to play something like country music versus something that's considerably heavier? Well, I think it's different because like, it's, it's very different because it's just the whole approach like when we're what, like what we're doing, like the song that we just recorded. That's yeah. I guess will probably be out maybe by the time this podcast is it has is out. But like this, it's a lot different because it's like you know what I was doing before. Like when what I was doing in Moontan was more like you're trying to fill everything out. You know what I mean? Right. And like we, it was it was a three piece, so and everything was very technical and and whatever. But in this case, it's like now you have to be a little bit more conscious of like what. Of, of not stepping on other stuff. Yeah. You know what sure, I mean? Where sure. it's like overplaying and like, cause it's, you know, a lot of it is about the, the, the song and the de- delivery of emotion and, and what's being sung and stuff. So it's like, you know, sometimes it can kind of actually be do more harm in some cases. So it's just, it's made me rethink things a little bit, but at the same time, I'm not totally unfamiliar with this type of music. Cause like m- my dad actually plays drums as well. Okay. And, uh, 
he has played in country bands basically since like since I can remember. So this is like I'm you know I've I've heard this stuff for yeah, a really yeah. long time. So it's yeah it's you know it's not unfamiliar. How do you think this will this will translate to a, to a live setting once shows eventually can happen? Because you know both of you are coming from bands that have a very strong live presence. I mean you you know maybe you won't be wearing as much face paint in this one, but <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, oh, maybe who you will. Knows? I don't know. But I mean, you know, do you think that that energy that, that both of you have kind of had in other projects, will that translate to, to this or is, is it different? I mean, do you feel like you're sort of in a different place when you're playing this kind of music? Well, you know, even in Silence Kit, like we were really conscious about dynamics and making sure it wasn't just all wild and crazy all the time. We yeah, yeah. And I think, I mm-hmm. think this music really lends itself to that. Um, because, again, before Code Red or anything, I showed Nick another song of mine, which is a bit more upbeat than this one, even though this one still is. Um, so I think, yeah, we're going to be really conscious of making sure it's uh, a dynamic live show. Um, you know, because I think the most important part is that you're captivating. There's so many different ways to be captivating. You know, you can be Alison Moss, Hart, twirling on stage, you know, being wild, or you can be like Neil Young, you know, sure, and it's yeah. both still very captivating. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the key. No, that, that yeah, makes that's a lot of sense, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, like okay, so one of, one of my favorite bands is a, a band called Led Zeppelin. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before, but <laughs> like one of, one of the things I really like about Zeppelin is is their use of dynamics. Like a lot, of, you know, it's like it's it's very like light and shade was like their whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And like that's I, I'd like to do something similar with this band. Um, and like the, definitely the energy, like you know, I want there to be some energy because that's like, initially that's what really drew me to wanting to perform with Mano was her energy on stage, right. you know? And like, you know, all my favorite performers, like that's, that's kind of their vibe. And uh, like, you know, maybe it's not going to be like full, full on Iggy pop all the time, but I, I, I don't necessarily want us to be uh, like wilting lilies, you know, sure. like, so. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Zeppelin too, because I mean, like, Robert Plant had that whole second career basically doing doing the the folky stuff, which is great. And I saw him live doing that, and he yeah. was like, it was incredible. And he's you know basically standing there and there's acoustic guitars playing and really chill. And it there's definitely something captivating, captivating for sure. He has some something to him that made it probably equally as as fantastic to watch as it would have been you know when he's doing the full throated rock thing, right? Well, the the interesting thing about that too is that like, and this is one of this is a if my dad watches this podcast, this, this is a haunting thing that he's always said to me right. is that like uh, a lot of the best songs, you can play them on acoustic and they'll just be just as powerful as if they, you're playing them, you know, with everything. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think that like, that's, you know, one of the things with Zeppelin or a lot, or a lot of bands, like it doesn't, you know, name your, pick your, your poison. But like, if you strip back any classics, every big classic song, like it's still a good song it, at its core, you right. know? So it's like, even Robert Plant, like, yeah, whatever. You can play all this. I don't know if he was specifically doing Zeppelin, like, he did a few. you know, strip back. Yeah, right. But it's like, but they, I'm sure they still hold water. Yeah, of course, you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. it's like, it's a good song. So, a good song is a good song. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what, what the instrumentation is or who's playing it. Yeah. 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 So I assume, obviously, you know, once once things get back to some semblance of normal, you want to be recording more songs, releasing stuff. Um, do you have a plan for that? Or is it right now just sort of get through this weird time and, and, and get together again. Yeah, I think we have, a well, we, we, we've been discussing it. Well, it depends on like, it depends on the uh, 
government restrictions of what's what's going to be happening. But like, you know, who knows, maybe in a, a week or less than a week's time, if, if if we even dial back a little bit, then and if we can, you know, if you can have a, 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 a meeting of at least five people, then we yeah. can we can do our thing. Um, but if not, then, you know, we can reevaluate and perhaps doing start doing more stuff, you know, just sending each other files and, and whatever but yeah. there's like there's a lot of it seems like we have a lot of material kicking around so it's like it'd be nice to get some of this stuff down so you could potentially put it into full gear if the, the opportunity is presents itself yeah totally okay, cool so uh at this point i mean again you know it's we've made it pretty clear i think that it's a very new band but how can people find out more information about what you're doing i mean you know no one's playing shows right now but you can definitely at least do things online and keep in touch with bands you want to check out right yeah, you can find us on Instagram at showponyband or on Facebook at showponyband7. Seven? There's six other ones? No, it's just a lucky number. I think there there's a, there is another one, but so I picked the luckiest number. Right on. They weren't. They haven't been active for like five years, so we figured it was... Probably ah, first. we're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. good. What was the uh, significance behind the name? I mean, it's a very country name, for sure. This is like so corny, but like I was on like... I think it was like 2 a.m. and I couldn't sleep and I was on like name generators. Not to find like a perfect band name on a name generator, but just for words. Like I want like one okay. word that can like find. And pony came, it was like something pony and like word association, like show pony. Yeah. I was like, that's like, so I, we made, we each made lists of potential names and like everyone was like, show pony is great. Cool. Um, turns out Or Orville Peck has a album. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's like perfect because Moontan was also an album name. So now it was. It's true. Album name. Silence was a song. That's name, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Everything's stolen. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> you get there's no original anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It, I feel like there. You. Oh, it's the same thing. Like when when we pick when we picked the name Moontan, we did a similar thing where it was like we printed off like like hundreds of sheets of paper of words just like you know four letter words or whatever and we were because tr- we were trying to find the perfect name the like precise short thing that everybody was going to remember yeah. and then something similar happened where the the name moontan just came to me and i was like okay this like this is it you know what i mean and then and at that time it's just like that's that's what you have to go with you know and she had a strong contender and it's like let's just go with it this sounds great and it makes sense because like we're all performers like we're all yeah. into like live performance and um totally giving it everything so it just made sense is there any uh how do i are you guys technically a winnipeg super group at this point because you're all bands? <laughs> i mean i know every band is from other bands but like when i first you know saw the lineup of people i'm like oh okay i've heard all the other bands these people are in for the most part right like is that uh is it acceptable to call yourself a super? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping you will, so I don't have to do it. But <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's, that's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Right. Yeah, you can you, maybe leave us a comment on Instagram. Do you right, think right. we're a super group? 